this is no room for the O's. Uh, welcome along to No Room for the O's. Sorry if you can hear any laughter in the background. We've just had some fun with the intro. Um, I'm delighted to say my guest host this week um, was actually the founding father of guest hosts on the Rambling Classroom. Uh, joining us on the line. Hello, Arthur. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. How are you, John? I'm all right, thanks. Um, Excellent. In true honour of um, Henry not being here, my first question as ever is going to be, Arthur, how's the exercise? Uh, it's actually not been going so well this last week or so. Oh, man. Uh, normally, as you know, I'm a regular exerciser. Yes. Um, but I had a minor incident with my car, so I had to take a little bit of time off. A minor? Hang on. What's, what counts as a minor incident with a car? Well, it sort of ended up the wrong way up and pointing in the wrong direction and in a tree. Um, <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't laugh because that sounds quite um, <laughs> quite serious. What? Like, Did you... Okay, uh, once it was the wrong way up, uh, in a tree did you at least use that as an opportunity to do some lifting to lift it down or uh, I didn't no and that's one of the questions actually but people keep asking me did you try and lift the car do you have superpowers <laughs> um, because I just got sort of got out of it oh. um, and there and it was all fine um, wow well, I mean the car wasn't fine but I was so that's the main thing good oh, I'm pleased to hear you're okay what like what what happened uh, it's just, um, it's ended up in a skid and just lost control and there we are. Oh, mate. The whole, it's a whole thing really, but you know, everyone was, that, was unharmed. Yeah. Yeah. Was that going, fine. was that going to work? Coming home from work? That was going, it was, that was going into work. Okay. Did you get any time you know, off? Got, got a day off, so that's all right. Get in. Um, very difficult teacher lesson from the hospital, so. Oh, wow. So you're in hospital, <laughs> what, for a few hours or? Yeah. Just for a morning. Wow. I sorted pokes and prods, but yeah, completely fine. So okay, that's well, a good thing. Good. Um, yeah, well, I decided thanks. I wasn't going to use that for my high of high of the week, not be, not being dead, but it's <laughs> there as an option, I guess. Yeah, yeah. If you run out of thoughts. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much yeah, for we'll circle back round to it. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, that's a pleasure. Cool. I Always think it's good fun to be here. Yeah. So the slight difference with. Um, this podcast compared with its predecessor is that we get our guest on straight away. So um, hopefully Simon's going to be ready with a jingle. When am I ever going to need this? Nailed it. Uh, so welcome, um, friend of the show, William. How are you doing, William? Good afternoon. Thank you very much for having me. I'm, I'm well. Good. Um, delighted to have you along. Uh, William was on our previous podcast and we're going to chat to you in a little bit about um, just tell us briefly what you've done in the last two years. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to catch up <laughs> And then we'll, we'll get in with highs and lows. But go on, just a quick summary of what we've got to look forward to. Ah, yes. I think last time I spoke, I was on the show to talk about geography trips. I'm yep. a geography teacher. Um, since then, I've finished my travels. I took two years off teaching to go traveling. And I've recently returned in last summer. I've been doing some cover work at various schools over the last few months. And recently started as a, my first head of geography at a Sussex school. Which I'm very excited about. I'm just three weeks into that job. So Amazing. Far. Cool. All right. Well, we'll get more into that in a little bit. Um, but as ever, in true podcast standard, let's uh, let's go highs and lows. Highs and lows. It's just a bunch of crazy highs and lows. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Arthur won't have heard 
the jingle there. Sorry about that, Arthur. You just sat no, in silence. And I, and to be honest, I'm actually quite furious with you because you promised me you would sing me the jingle. Then <laughs> was silence. Really outrageous. Sorry. Um, I. I mean, I could sing it now, but. Um, no, no, I don't think that's a good idea. Okay, there, there was some head bob, head, there was some head bobbing in our kitchen as well today, yeah. which is quite nice. You missed that too. Sorry, well, I mean, I, my head was bobbing <laughs> to, to silence, um, where the where there should have been a jingle. Okay, so I, sorry, sorry about that. Um, if if you didn't listen to the first episode, um, it's not out at the time of recording. But if you haven't listened to it yet, then there is some of me singing on that one to our guest host, which Simon. I think was shocked by, um, but it was in honor of you actually, Arthur. So, um, do, oh, that's nice. Yeah, it was. It was something you pointed out over New Year. Um, anyway, you can listen to that at some point. Um, right, I'm going to kick us off um, with my high to begin with, and then people can interject. Um, so my high this week was I got to. So I did this two years ago. This trip, there's a drama trip. They go every year to go and watch Women in Black in London, um, and it's. An amazing I love going to the theatre for theatre or musicals, or whatever. I just think it's it's incredible how talented people are. Um and I got to go and see Women in Black, which is scary. There are like jumpy mm. bits. Um we had like a, there were three school trips in. Um and our school were quite lively, but the school trip in front of us, at one point a girl screamed and literally jumped out of her chair. Um, and then was sort of turning around like in an absolute state of shock. Um, bless amazing. her. So it was it was amazing to go. Such a good production. The kids were fantastic. Got home late, but it, it didn't matter at all. Did you try and stay composed yourself during, yeah, during the performance? Didn't want to jump on the kids too much. <laughs> I'm quite I'm quite a jumpy person, but I don't scream. So mm, I jumped quite a that. few times, but I managed to to hold in any noise. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was wonderful to go like our head of drama is great. And the kids, yeah, there's some, some tricky characters who do drama, but they all absolutely love her and just kind of, you know, behave and, and it was really, really nice. Um, and had a, had a really good time. Um, that's good. It's, it's really nice when you go on a trip like that and everything goes seamlessly Yes, and it's completely painless. It just, it, it just is a nice time out then, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Unfortunately, we did fall into a gender stereotype during it because um, Head of Drama wasn't completely happy using Google Maps to get around from the tube station to the restaurant to the thing. So she did make me lead the group on the little walking bits, um, which whenever I go walking with Isabella, she is very much in control of the map because <laughs> she plans all the routes and stuff. Whereas uh, this was, yeah, I had to, had to lead as well. Just, you know, these five minute walks. Um, but it was great. I really now, loved it. Very nice. I recently had uh, a trip experience with a navigation error. So a few weeks ago, I went on a school trip with some of our sick formers to New York. Wow. And it was great. Nice. They, yeah, it was a brilliant trip. They were amazing. All the kids, they were just, yeah, exemplary in terms of their behavior and everything else. We even got a nice letter from somebody who was fully surrounded by 90 of them on a plane, <laughs> <laughs> wrote into school to say how great they were. Um, but we did have one day there's a slight miscommunication about the name of the uh, subway stop we were supposed to get off at and uh, we were all expecting one thing to be written on the platform and something else was written on the platform so sort of a third of the group Ooh. stayed on the train <laughs> <laughs> and the rest of the group got off 
yeah and that okay was, <laughs> that, was, that was quite humorous because then we got to the other end and everyone's like well, where have you been oh nowhere you know oh wow at least there, six, at least there were six formers i guess so that's yeah yeah well, exactly. they, they they spent a lot of the time kind of doing their own thing anyway which was quite cool what was the purpose um, of the yeah. trip it's pretty incredible uh, it's, new york uh it was sort of for them to do whatever would be appropriate for their study so they kind of went <laughs> off in their own little groups and some of them um you know the, the art students went to look at art and some what? of the kind of history students <laughs> went to the best trip ever <laughs> that sounds amazing yeah it was a great trip and then we did kind of touristy sightseeing <sighs> things as well um sorry so yeah, it so it's basically just a study week but in new york well, not a week but a few okay. days, yeah. Wow. So it's all the P students just go and watch the baseball and <laughs> do whatever they want. <laughs> Sounds brilliant. Yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, that's really cool. Um, all right. Well, Arthur, if that was that your high or have you got something else? Um, I have got something else. Um, my high and my low are sort of linked, so I could just yeah, go from go on. one into the other if you want. All yours. So, of course, we're we're getting into the depths of exam season now, aren't we? it's all kind of a bit stressful and we're trying to make sure every, everyone knows the things that they're supposed to know and they obviously don't because they're teenagers. Children are very predictable about those kind of things yeah um so i think my low is going to be the sort of the crushing disappointment that despite almost three years of me repeatedly saying make sure you learn your equations make sure you learn your <laughs> equations make sure you learn your equations don't forget you have to learn these equations going through a set of mock exams where nobody had learned the equations oh wow um, <laughs> just be like oh i'm just gonna uh, i'm just horrified by it so then by the the kind of link to that is for my high the next set of papers i took in were from one of my uh from one of my small classes oh yeah and it, it was clear that they had all tried really hard and they had learned their equations yeah <laughs> so yeah the kind of uh dismay at the casual approach taken by my top set group was completely eradicated by the fact that my my small class had tried really hard and actually done pretty well for oh, it amazing so that's that's my high it restored my faith in existence yeah yeah because they have to learn a lot of equations for science don't they oh yeah loads like it's but they've had plenty of time to do it you know yes it's just so um... i have no sympathy <laughs> um all right well on the back of that i've still got my low to come but let's hear from you william what starting whatever what do you want um yeah let's keep try and keep it high i've got a few highs just from the first three weeks of my job really i've looked forward to being a head of geography for years um and it's they've really been very positive it's been a really great start um, I've been running things like after-school revision sessions and having loads of them come along voluntarily, which is very, very positive. Um, made some phone calls home to parents recently as well, and they were very supportive. And just the year 11s, I've come in so late in, in the year for them. Their exams are only a few weeks away, like we were saying. And there's been just a very smooth transition. They've been very, very positive. I say very hardworking on the whole. Um, so that's been a real high. I wasn't oh. sure exactly how they'd take that's really to good to hear. Brand new person coming in, a new face this late in their studies. Um, so yeah, it's just been a bit of an ongoing high the last oh, cool. three weeks. Actually, I've really, really enjoyed working with those students. Good, good. And then just to bring the mood down, That's we've got really two, sure. two lows back to back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, 
that's how you're supposed to do things, right? You yeah. end on a low. Right? <laughs> end on a real low point. A real, real dampener. Um, and mine sort of is just a very topical one from the last couple of days. The the low is just the sort of bumbling background chaotic feeling over the coronavirus. And a lot of our students obviously being quite worried about it. And on Thursday, a lot of them did think that was going to lead to closures that evening. So I guess the low was coming in Friday morning and everyone's still being there. <laughs> there was a, it was a slight like after a snow day feeling of people coming back in thinking they might might have had a few days off at least at that point. Um, yeah. But I guess it is, it is good for all back in school and safe. But that was a bit of a strange feeling Friday morning for everyone, staff and students. I remember the last time there was potential of snow day and our head teacher was like, you know, I can't imagine a school being open tomorrow because of the mm. forecast and then just no snow came. And then so we we're just in and we we're like, oh, no, there was a bit of snow, but then they kept it open. And then when a forecast came for more snow, they were like, right, we're definitely shutting. And then there was no snow. And it was a very kind of odd. It's, odd it's feeling. The mentally yeah. preparing yourself, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then having to G yourself back up again. To, to actually That's do it. it. Yeah, because you've got that kind of sort of permanent anticipation of it's getting colder and all the forecasts are saying it's going to snow and then you get up in the morning and you see the most depressingly tiny amount of snow everywhere. <laughs> the roads are all fine you're like, oh, why you've already mentally had the day off <laughs> yeah yeah um so my low uh is and i mine so i went to a pixel conference this week uh, which was fine. That wasn't the low. That was it was good to get out and go and do do something and hear some ideas and so on. Um, the low was because of uh, coronavirus. Um, our school couldn't get much covering. Um, you know, planning aside, like that was so. I learned that all three of my lessons that day had to be covered by teachers, which just made me feel a bit kind of sick and uneasy because I don't like I don't like setting cover at the best of times I don't like it when teachers have to go our school's very lucky we've got um, cover supervisors we can normally get extra cover in when needed and it just made me feel a bit like particularly as it was a planned absence like if I'd just been off ill then that's fine I kind of accept that teachers might have to cover me but it just made me feel a bit a bit rubbish about being away in London for the day, having a lovely time. Mm, which um, feel especially bad if the course wasn't, it isn't that useful when you yeah, come back. Yeah, there were, there were yeah. some useful things from it. Um, but I mean, the main highlight was the lunch was delicious, um, <laughs> which shouldn't be what you say at the end of a conference. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so that was just a bit like, oh. I've, I've been to quite a few of these training days for geography courses. And yeah, it's always so elaborate and over the top. Mm. It's in a big fancy hotel amazing like three course lunch this was in like westminster central hall which yep. is huge um and it's it, i mean it was yeah it was good there was some useful stuff in there but it wasn't wasn't overwhelming i've always um, wondered why they don't do more of them just in schools in house i've always gone up to london for a big day and there's like 10 of us just yeah, yeah. talking geography together i've always thought why not just do it at school yeah yeah um but yeah Where? so go on go on arthur uh, I, I was gonna say that you can um you're always there kind of looking for those useful bits, but there are quite a lot of people who are just so bought in that they think everything is amazing. And it's really difficult <laughs> yeah. to like cut through that to find the bits that actually are good, like the lunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then on the flip side, there wasn't enough seating for the lunch. So I had to sort of awkwardly perch somewhere and eat my delicious dinner on my lap. What did you have? Um, the veggie option was like a... 
aubergine cooked in a real nice tomatoey tomatoey sauce um with freshly at least freshly heated up bread um <laughs> kind of there to to dip through it there's like a little a tasty mangoey yogurt pudding um and also like plenty of tea and coffee biscuits you know all that sort of stuff that was all really nice um but yeah anyway sorry if any teachers listening that had to cover me that day, uh, my huge apologies. I do feel bad. It wasn't worth it for the lunch. Yes. <laughs> um, right. So we're at the point, and I've just been thinking about this. I think we probably need a new jingle here. Big talk. Uh, so as hinted earlier, uh, William, is you're recently back from traveling and you've done a bit of supply, but now you've taken a job as a as a head of department mm. at a new school midway through the year. Um, but first of all, we should ask, how was how was travelling? Where did you go? Yes, I think maybe last time we spoke was in between my two years. Yes. That's yeah, right. Yeah. I, did, I was always going to take one year off to go travelling, but I came back in the summer of 2018, it would have been, and decided to go again. So my last trip was up from Columbia to Alaska without flying. Amazing. So that was eight, eight months through all Central America uh, mostly and up the west coast of the States. And it was fantastic. Yeah, it does seem like a lifetime away already. Yeah, yeah. Despite that being less than a year year away now. Um, it was so I super. Think, I think last time I asked, I said, where would you go back to? And you said Rio de Janeiro. Oh, I did, didn't I? Yeah. Um, so firstly, did you go back there? And where new would you go back to? Oh, I did go back to Rio on that second trip. Yeah, I started back in Rio for three weeks that time. Oh, wow. Then hopped over to Colombia and stopped flying from then on. Yeah, yeah. And so much of Central America was beautiful. I'd say Guatemala was okay. a massive highlight. So many beautiful places to see there. Uh, Nicaragua, surprisingly, doesn't get spoken about yeah. too often. And it was going through some quite troublesome times when I was there too, which actually made it really interesting getting to try to understand the politics and the culture that was mixing there. Um, and then about two months in Mexico, which was just stunning. Oh, amazing. The food, the culture, the music, the atmosphere. Was there anywhere Super. you had to like skip Country-wise, did you have to sort of go round any countries because no. of any... I don't, I, ignorantly, I hear about political unrest in well, Central America. Or Venezuela that. might have been on an itinerary if if I'd planned it that way. That's obviously like sort of to the east of Colombia. Okay. Um, and that was almost a complete lockdown. It was very much, oh, wow. don't, okay. don't go there as a tourist. I did meet a handful of backpackers who had, had gone in and touch wood, like had stayed pretty safe, but it was heavily advised not to go into Venezuela. Right. I okay. met millions of Venezuelans that had left their country over the last few years because of the yeah, yeah. political issues there, all up through Panama and Costa Rica. A lot of Venezuelans have tried to find work outside the country. No, but I didn't actually miss any. I went through Honduras and El Salvador, which are probably the most dangerous countries in that area. Wow. Um, and I had no no major issues. I went through the capital cities of both of those, Tegucigalpa. Oh, cool. So it was a good one for Honduras. Say again? Tegucigalpa. I could well be pronounced that wrong as well, but that's that's what I heard. Everyone just shortens it to Tigus or oh, Tigus wow. when I'm out there. Um, but no, I didn't miss anywhere. I went all through most of Mexico over two months and then up through the USA, through the national parks like Yosemite and Death Valley and Joshua Tree and then the Redwoods and then caught up with some of our old friends in Alaska oh, yeah. to, to finish the trip. Nice. It was, yeah, a real good one. So coronavirus aside, mm-hmm. where would you go back to? I am due to go back to Mexico in three weeks, which I am very concerned won't be happening. Uh-huh. Um, so hopefully I will still get back to Mexico. I'm in touch with a few friends who still live out there. So Mexico will definitely be back on my agenda one day. And then I would love to see the countries I missed, like Ecuador, maybe Venezuela if it got safer. 
I think as a geography teacher, I'll always try to be traveling a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I loved those countries I visited. So starting at your new school, did you come in and go, listen, I've been traveling. <laughs> listen to me. For I know, f- I know geography. For the first time this week since traveling, I did stick in some photos of my travels to some PowerPoints <laughs> this week. I was doing some hot deserts revision with the year 11s. And whilst they were working on a task, I quickly jumped on Facebook and found some photos of me on a camel in India on the tar desert from a previous trip um at Rainbow Mountain in Peru and at the Grand Canyon uh on my recent trip oh amazing and it was nice I I don't want to be the kind of teacher that overdoes that just always harking back to my travels and um making it like a slideshow I don't know I've seen some teachers that for almost for a whole hour are just just telling stories from their travels and for some kids it can be fascinating but i think yeah not overdoing that i think it's quite uh, yeah, important okay. yeah I, I, I suppose you can you can overdo um the way you tell it but i don't know maybe mm. what I, I think what i was trying to say is it's really useful to have stories and have reference and those kind of things mm. as long as, so you could maybe do it most lessons as long as as long as you gave yourself a time limit and didn't just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know Right, everyone, today we're going to learn about the time I went to South America this year. <laughs> and it's, well, it's quite a strange one this for me. Because I've, ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I've just come in, obviously, at the February half term, and I've taken over all the year 11 geography cohort, which is a really mad situation, to be honest, and all the year 10s. So I'm teaching almost the entire Key Stage 4 geography cohort at my current new school. So is it quite, really, a large, quite a large cohort? Mm, there's three classes of each. So yeah, sort of medium size, small, yeah, yeah, smaller than what I'm used to at my, from my previous schools. But the small, the school I'm at is is a bit smaller as well. It's more of a medium sized school. But the point is, I feel that time is of the essence. They've really got their exams very soon. So when I first took them over, I gave a quick five minute like little introduction speech about who I am, what I've done, where I come from, where I briefly touched on my travels then. But I don't feel like I've got the time just to be rambling about them. If I'd had them for two or three years then I thought there'd be lots of time in lessons to sort of go off on little tangents and talk about travels. But I think I can be yeah. doing more, more useful, <laughs> useful teaching to them at the moment, sadly. Yeah. It's, it's probably more, more useful first time round rather than during revision, I guess, because yes. you'll, you'll, you'll be less pressured and having those kind of um, the, the tangible things to tie into the first time they're learning, it, I guess, probably more useful than just being like, right, cram, cram, cram. Yeah, definitely. I think when you have time to really get to know a topic when you're first teaching through it, that's that's a good opportunity to link it to real places that I've been to or, or, or they may have heard of. So yeah, I'll definitely be doing a lot of that in the next few years that the travels definitely have a relevant use nice. in my classroom. Do you think starting a new school at February half term. Do you mm. think, because you've obviously, you came back from traveling, you've done some supply. Yes. Has that helped the fact that you've been into three or four different schools since you've been back? I think Before it has. starting. Like, are there any sort of parallels you can draw from, from that experience? Mm. It's an odd one. Before I went traveling, I just did six years at one school and really loved that. And maybe I was very used to their way of doing things as yeah, like yeah. the only way. And yes, yeah, you're right. Since then, I was at schools, three schools on like medium term contracts for about two or three months at a sure. time. And I did pop into, I think, three or four other ones for a handful of days. Yeah. So it's really good actually seeing different systems, seeing what works, seeing what things are similar across schools. And I think I'm just a bit quicker now at establishing myself at a school because I've had to do it, do it so often. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes <laughs> I've just been leaving a school after about two months just when I'm starting to get a reputation and establish myself. So I'm really looking forward to actually having the long-term benefits of now being at this school for hopefully yep. years um, because it is hard work having to make a name for yourself, learn all the kids' names, learn the policies, 
and then you're off. Yeah. So yeah. now I'm still doing that at the moment at my current school, got three weeks in, but I know that will have more long-term benefits for me and them because I'll be around to, yeah, to be more established. How quickly, and I'm asking you this because I know Arthur did this almost instantly at his, <sighs> when he moved schools. How quickly are you picking up on behavior in corridors? Oh yeah, straight away. Like on yeah. supply contracts as well? Uh, yes, not as much possibly on those ones because it's a weird mindset when you're a supply teacher, you don't fully feel part of the school. And that's okay. always been a big thing to me, being a full-time teacher is buying into the whole school ethos. But on some of my schools where I knew I was only there for a few weeks, you you can't throw yourself into it fully because you're not a permanent member of staff. You're sometimes not even getting paid the, the full amount. Yeah. So some of those jobs about picking up behavior, it doesn't fall under your remit as much, but I would still do it naturally as a yeah, teacher. Yeah. We, we very naturally yeah, I guess would say things. It becomes habitual, doesn't it? So yeah. it's sort of more difficult not to sometimes. Mm. But it was quite nice sometimes being at those schools and not feeling the burden of having to always pick up on those things because <laughs> you could treat it more as like, I'm here for a while, I'm just going to do my thing and I, I know that I'll be off soon. But yeah, now I'm at my new school, it's very much, yeah, right from day one, I even went in before half term on some like planning days and I was walking around the corridors on those days and uh, yeah, trying to make a presence. And, nice. Yeah, pick pick students I up think on poor behaviour. I've, I've not moved schools, uh, but I think that would make a real mm. impact and just kids knowing that, that you mean business. I have to say the headmaster even picked up on that the other day. He came by and, and he had noticed me doing it. He'd noticed me telling a student to get up from the floor. They were like being a worm on the floor rolling around. <laughs> <laughs> I, I apparently, I don't remember doing this. I, I, I probably had gone over and very firmly asked him to stand up and, it, and, and he had done. And, and the head has been like around the corner watching me. And yeah, he, he said he was very, very impressed with the way I dealt with that. So that was nice. What an experience. Um, <laughs> Cool. All right. Well, I think I'm I'm going to ask you some like specific Ooh. hard questions now. Let's do it. Um, Quick fire. So, um, like a, an, another jingle for this? No, no. So it won't always <laughs> it won't always be a hard. There oh, okay. are no jingles. No, no. I thought it's, it's like quick fire. Quick fire. Quick fire. They're only quick fire if you answer them quickly. Um, uh, yeah, I shall. I don't. No, no, no. I think one you word answers only. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This first one's going to be tough then. Okay. Um, what changes? <laughs> have you made already in three Ooh, weeks yeah good one if any quite a few I've yeah I've started like reorganising and tidying up our sort of shared drives so okay. less resources easier to find the office is a bit of a mess so I've put up like a whiteboard and sorted out some folders and bits like this um, introduced a new field trip I'm going to take the year 10s to London in the oh, summer nice. which is nice they were previously a more local urban trip and I thought it'd be better if we actually take them to the capital because I'm teaching London to them at the moment as well. Oh, cool. We look at urban change and how it affects people's quality of life in the city and touch on transport and regeneration issues. It's really cool. And it's a trip I've done at a previous school. So it doesn't take a whole lot of extra planning, but it's just the uh, logistics of bringing it, bringing yeah, it yeah. to my new school. is good. That's really good. Um, I've tried not to like, go in there and instantly change a lot. It's just sort of assessing what's in place and anything obvious that I can help out with and change I've tried to do. Um, and then, yeah. Is look, there anything that really term. stood out to you as being just a bit mad? Sort of <laughs> oh yeah, this what is the question. way we do this, and you're just like, that's completely insane. <laughs> there are a few, and there are school policies that can't even get changed. So I don't feel, even want to mention them. Feel to free be honest. not to mention them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there are there are a few things that hopefully, once I'm more established, I'll be able to have discussions about, and yeah, just just 
make sure yeah everything is in place moving forwards but to be honest no there's nothing that's too crazy there's most things there I can definitely work with there was one thing related to that that you mentioned oh, where yeah. you got a round of applause to do with Prit Stick oh, I don't know if you want to share <laughs> no, this story quickly um, yeah well I did come into my department each classroom only had one glue stick per classroom <laughs> And what? yeah, so yeah, that's, that's a good reminder of something that was quite bad. And there was plenty of budget available. So I just said, right, day, day one, I ordered a hundred glue sticks and they came two days later. And I did go around to every classroom delivering like 15 glue sticks per humanities classroom. And one of the history classes saw me walking with glue sticks glue sticks and give me a round of applause amazing. <laughs> they said, I think you're the same and the glues have arrived <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's quite a monumental change I yeah, thought yeah. it brought in then um, so that's things you've already done um, if you can think of any have you got any sort of medium term or longer term changes that you you kind of want to yeah to think s- about or to start sowing the seed for yeah I've sort of tried to prioritise certain things so we've got some department time coming up this week to look at our schemes of work so I want to bring in a few new topics that we're not quite covering in the national curriculum oh, cool. so glaciation isn't currently taught so little things like this have to be brought in yep. so we're going to have a bit of a reshuffle of some of our schemes of work but again because I'm so new I haven't had time to assess what the really good topics are and which ones might need tweaking so I don't want to get rid of anything that's, that's really good so we're going to have some time to look through that this week um, and then longer term things I just want to make geography more of a like um, respected subject in the school so oh, okay. things like more um, display boards around the corridors to promote like careers in geography and what geography is all about just to kind of get more interest and holiday going. photos right? holiday photos might well <laughs> feature photos. I actually had a br- brilliant display at my last school which was um, a photo of me and all my geography colleagues from university colleagues my fellow friends really on my geography course and we'd been to the Seychelles. There's a photo of us all sitting on this like tree on a beach in the Seychelles. And I got in touch with all of them and asked them what they're now doing, using their geography degree for. And I annotated it around the photo, like a little box of oh. like, yeah, what their name was, what degree they got and what they're now doing with it. And some of them weren't especially geography related. So it was good to show kids that actually you can do geography and then enter something that's not directly related to it always. So something like that I might be looking to bring in just to... That's really good. Yeah, get the kids That's thinking. That's really cool, yeah. Mm, nice. I, I didn't make any friends in my maths degree, so <laughs> I can't um, can't do something like that. <laughs> yeah, two weeks in the Seychelles was a good time to meet friends. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Lots of rum in the evenings. It was nice. Um, cool. All right. So more quickfire questions. Yeah, that wasn't very quick, was it? No, nope, that's absolutely fine. Um, before you started as a head of department, what uh did you go out and seek any kind of advice from other people you knew or from like twitter or just like random things Mm. um if so what you know what was it yeah two of my old geography friends uh were colleagues at my previous school obviously one of them was the head of department and he just had his first headship when he came in or first first role being head department and then my colleague went on to become the head of department after i left that school um and we still i'm very much in touch with them a lot like we have a little geography banter oh, group nice. just, just us three where we always stay in touch we went out for a curry a few weeks ago oh cool um and yeah they gave me lots of advice nothing overly sticks out i felt i was reasonably well prepared because i had learned learned from them over the years um but yeah any little things uh things about budget i did ask them about and how to manage that and what kind of average do you get so little questions like that we, we had discussed um but no, nothing, nothing cool. specific. And um, let's say, let's say I was going for a head of department job. I'm not currently, but that might happen in the next year or two. Mm. Um, what is there like one bit of like 
main advice you could give in terms of a conversation with new head teacher or anything like that that you would say right day one these are the things to look for um i don't know if anything has come to mind yeah i just think being a like a presence down the corridor or around the subject base was something i've tried to do i've tried to always on my breaks and lunch just be walking up and down there at least a couple of times just to show that i'm around i'm visible and not always directly interacting with the kids, not necessarily picking them up on behavior, but sometimes just stopping for a little chat with some of them, just asking how their day's going, just to show that you're around, you're approachable. Yeah. Um, so that's how I've done it with the kids, with the staff. Yeah, just I've had so many new names and faces to me. I've tried to introduce myself to everyone across the school, the, the teachers, the support staff, um, the caretakers, like everyone who keeps the school running. Just because, yeah, you never know when you might need need their help yeah, and to yeah. come and come and meet them, and it's just important you know what's going on across the wider school. I think maybe that's a bit of a step up from when I was a teacher to now being a head of department. You do have many more connections across the school, so I try to establish those really early, so I can then um, yeah have a relationship with anyone I might then need to work with in the future. Cool. Yeah, it's been good. Nice. But a lot, a lot of what names. Is, um... What is the kind of the profile of um, geography at, at your school? Is it someone where, is it, is it kind of, um, do you have a lot of people doing it, picking it as an option and that kind of thing? Or is it maybe like a sort of second humanity to history? Is, is there any of that kind of thing going on that you're aware of? Yeah, without, to deal with? without sort of giving too much away, the numbers are very much skewed towards history. In year nine, we only have one geography class and they have five history classes. Oh, wow. So there there, there are reasons for that within the school. Geography has had quite a turbulent time I've heard over the last few years. So I've really been brought in to hopefully like stable this, like settle the ship a bit. And yeah, it's definitely a major long-term goal of mine to bring those numbers up um, and the the results as well, obviously definitely need to be improved. Um, And it's quite nice, They're, they're, they're nice responsibilities. I'm used to at my last school, geography was really well established and it's not always a competition directly between history, but it's a good measuring stick to see how you're doing. And yeah, mm. it would always be a very healthy competition at my last school when we'd both get good numbers, but geography would often come out uh, slightly on top. Um, Not that anyone was counting. No, <laughs> but every year when they came through, it's just a, you don't get many measures as a teacher as to how you're doing, I find. So little things like that just give, used to give us quite a bit of a perk, like when our it's, numbers would be good, we like, oh great, we must be teaching engaging lessons that's in good, year seven and eight. Good student feedback. Yes. Because um, obviously you get exam results, but yeah, that's a nice a nicer way probably of... of measuring yourself definitely and we, we always used to look forward to that and it would just show that, that we were doing a good job and you could just tell geography it was more established at my previous school and i'd like to over the next few years bring bring its profile up across nice. the school because yeah to be honest i think it is it is a little lower than than some of its competitors or, or rivals. <laughs> certainly yeah certainly <laughs> against history i think history is more established at the moment at, at my current school okay with that in mind um my school has a head of geography, but they've also now got a head of humanities. Um, I know you're only three weeks into a job as head of geography, um, but is that is that something that you would like? Like, or has your school got a, an overall head of humanities as well, or would that be something you would look to as a kind of next move, maybe in two or three years' time? No, my school did previously had have a head of humanities, and I much prefer now that the school is a prefer to take a they, we have a head of geography it's me and there's a head of history as well and i prefer that i was very much looking for head of geography jobs rather than okay. head of humanities um just because geography is my main passion I, I may well teach those subjects as second subjects yeah um but i'd like to be responsible solely for geography whilst also obviously being part of a humanities team 
Yes. But maybe someone else taking the lead for the other humanity subjects. Fair enough. I think it just works better that way, especially at larger schools. I think a head of humanities might be sort of necessary if it was if it was smaller. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. And my school recently, they called all the heads of department in for a meeting to discuss coronavirus. Yeah. Um, so I was just wondering, the outcome of that was we've got to think about how we're going to, if if school does close, um, how we're going to make sure we're setting work and stuff. Now for maths, that's fairly easy. But I just wondered, is that have those conversations started at your school? Is there now lots of expectation on you as a head of department to be providing work and yeah. thinking about it? Our school seems to be really prepared for this, actually. Even two or three weeks ago now, we had a, a conversation that if closures took place, we'd be setting work daily via Show My Homework, which okay. is like the system we use. Um and then even last week, the head of Year 11 came around and asked us all to prepare a, like a revision package for the Year 11s. Because obviously they're the current priority with only a handful of weeks of teaching left. And yeah, especially yeah. for me, I, I want to make every moment of that count because I've only got those few weeks to try and make a difference for them. So yeah, we've prepared packages to go home, especially for the Year 11s. We'll be setting work for the rest of the students via, via our online systems. But then it does seem at the moment the government might be waiting to close yeah, yeah. schools. I don't think that's imminent just yet, is it? No. But who knows? We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um cool. My last question for you as a new hod is um imagine or maybe mm, so at our school we do we have lo- lots of learning walks. So our head of department will often come around and and see just like five, ten minutes of lessons and then she'll feed back to us um mm. as individuals. Uh so I guess how yeah i guess my question is around observation really is that a kind of something you've done lots of before or is it something that you're going to have to do more of now or is the expectation that senior leadership go and do these kind of learning walks um within all the school within your department it's definitely quite quite new to me and yeah that definitely does fall under my remit now like i've already done some informal learning walks just popping by seeing what's going on in the lessons without too much direct feedback being given to like the rest of my team um, that's something I would definitely do more of. I'm sure I'll be watching full observations for appraisals and things like that in the future. Yeah, yeah. Um, and my school is part of like an academy trust, actually. So we have like a overall geography coordinator and he's come in. He comes in twice a term oh, okay. to sort of sit with me and we do learning walks together. We've already done some of that, which is nice. And then discuss afterwards, like, yeah, um, what's going on in lessons and what our targets are yeah, yeah. to sort of move forward. So, yeah, it's quite useful actually having that level of support. And he's actually coming in again so you, this week. Oh, so, sorry, Arthur. Yeah, go on. No, no. I was just going to say, do you um, do you then get to go out to some of the other schools and see the way they're doing things? And I think get, I will get do some kind of observation done outside of your department. I haven't done yet, but I think yeah, that's definitely op- options. I did something called like a geography network meeting where we all do like a virtual meeting on Google Hangouts. We sit in this room with like a TV that has a camera on it, and we all chatted together. There was about seven or eight of us from across the, the various schools in the trust. Um, to talk about geography targets and upcoming things on the calendar. So that's quite nice. So, yeah, because the travel times was a bit of a reason why we couldn't actually get out there. But I think in the future, if timings work, I'd certainly love to go and see different departments and learn from them. And, yeah, people come come to our school to see what's happening here as well. But, yeah, we're doing um, some student voice this week, actually. We're going to get some students out of lessons and ask them what they think about geography and what works best for them and what they'd like to see more of. So that would again, yeah, be definitely useful, and it's not something I was ever responsible for when, yeah, I, was, yeah. when I was a teacher. Now, now as a hod, I'm yeah, I need to see the wider picture a bit more, which is which is quite fun. 
quite enjoy in doing that, doing those kind of tasks. Nice. Um, well, I've got to tick next to all my quick fire questions. Yes. Um, Arthur, I don't know if you have any other things to ask. Uh, no, I, I don't think so. I've just been sort of dropping mine in, but you had a quite a good list of questions to start with. Yeah, thanks. You've prepared. You've done very well. It's almost <laughs> like you were prepared. <laughs> <laughs> almost. Um, all right. Well, in that case. No, 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 no. Never. So this section might well die. We never know. Um, it's all about, you know, as, as teachers and as people who work in schools, my opinion is we all get asked to do things that we maybe shouldn't um, or we volunteer to do things that are beyond our remit and then we might be delighted in them. We might regret them. So I guess mine this week is I volunteered to go and watch Women in Black, but that was fine because I loved it um, and I got a free trip to the theatre. Um, but I wonder, Arthur or William, if you've actively said no to anything recently um, which is a good thing or indeed you've um, said yes or volunteered to anything um, I don't know William do you want to go first yeah sure um, my one is sort of like a voluntarily saying yes to something my school seems to send a lot of emails out every single day we get an email saying today's duties like who's on duty every, d- every day gets emailed out to all staff which is quite an interesting <laughs> approach but I didn't see myself on it. And after the first few days, I thought, right, I should probably actually be proactive about this. And I went to the lady in charge of the duties and said, like, am I currently on this? When will I get one? Um, so I sort of put myself forward to that. I okay. still haven't got one at the moment, so it's still quite good. <laughs> but every day I get this email, I still scroll just in case I've been popped on there. Um, my initials at my new school were different to what they were in the last school. So I was checking if, if, if that was me on these wow. duty lists. So do you know if it changes week to week? I don't know. I don't know. Because there's a lot of after-school I mean, ones as well. Mad. It's it's a lot of emails. Yeah. I'll be honest. Yeah, that's something that the school might be looking to change. I don't know. I don't okay. probably have much sway in that. But yeah, we, we, we receive a lot of emails at our school. Okay. Fair enough. Well, mm. good luck and well done for volunteering. <laughs> yeah, I thought uh, at least I did the right thing. I was like, yes. <laughs> I've got a bit of time right now because my timetable is quite light until Easter when the staff member I'm replacing leaves. So I thought I really should be using this time and maybe doing a duty. We'll get my yeah, face yeah. out there a bit more and more established with the kids. But nothing at the moment. Fair enough. Um, Arthur, what about you? Anything you've said no to or anything you volunteered for? Um, Don't worry if there yeah, isn't. I mean, I'm not, I'm not very good at saying no to things. Okay. Uh, it's quite difficult, isn't it? So I've got, there's a couple of things that I've ended up doing. I just, I really wish I hadn't let myself get involved with. Um, so for example... I'm doing this kind of um, research project and like, you know, long-term it will be really useful and it'll, it'll be a real benefit to the school, but it's actually, it's quite a lot of work and I ended up kind of doing it by accident because I was supposed <laughs> to be finding out about one thing and it then just kind of escalated and it's now become this whole massive thing about how we can get our younger students to actually be able to be uh, in charge of what they're doing and like, not totally reliant on people doing everything for them all the time oh wow that is a big that's a big that's a massive that's a yeah and that's not how it started out (laughs) and i feel like there were probably times where if i thought about it i could have cut and run um but now it's too late so here we are fair enough okay um cool well again good luck with that um yeah i'll let you know when i solve this ongoing issue <laughs> that is a problem for everyone across the world and has been for the last i don't know ten thousand years but you arthur are going to solve it but i'll fix it yeah sweet and then next on the list below list below that's world peace so yeah cool <laughs> <laughs>
Amazing. All right. Well, I think for the time being, we'll keep that feature in. Simon's sort of nodding half-heartedly at it. Off Said that, okay. Off that brilliant jingle. How can you ever, yeah. how can you ever, <laughs> how can we ever lose it? <laughs> All right, let's do a, a real jingle now for funny things. Sorry, Arthur, I didn't sing along. Um, no, so, you've, you've really dropped the ball. Yeah, well, I think Simon would get annoyed because he'd have to do more editing, um, which he's not he's not keen on. So I haven't. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm putting that blame onto Simon. Um, right. So funny things kids have said or done this week. Mine, mine isn't uh, that amazing, but it made me <laughs> chuckle. Um, I've been getting much better at using mini whiteboards in my lessons and just getting instant feedback from kids on what they do and don't know. It's been really useful for me teaching. Um, it does mean at the end they've got more things to pack away. Um, and there's this one of one of my year 11s who lots of them try from limited distances, try and throw pens back into the box or slide the mini whiteboards in from a distance, which is annoying when they miss because then it's when you get three or four though. kids doing it and you're like, oh, I should have said no straight away and I haven't. Um, but bless him, one kid did it from about probably two feet away, slid his mini whiteboard in and gave a proper big, yes, come on. Um, <laughs> and he was very close to me and I was, um, it did really make me smile um, at how pleased he was that he, um, he managed to get his mini whiteboard in the box without it sort of sliding out or being on the edge. Um, and it was, it was really nice. So, um, so well done that child. Uh, that was mine. It did make me, did put a smile on my face. Uh, Arthur, what about you? Any funny things from children? So mine is, is yes, partly a funny thing from children. It's kind of a funny thing for myself as well. So back to the subject of those mocks I was talking about earlier. There was one particular question about uh, hard braking and, and dangers of hard braking in a car. Oh, okay. And um, <laughs> I, so I was going through and I marked all these answers. And lots of them were putting things about the car flipping over, which I was finding hilarious. And uh, I'd queued up a little rant about it, you know, how they're kind of over-interpreting the question and trying to say things about stuff that perhaps isn't there. Yeah. And uh, they'd got this sort of insane idea about cars just flipping over all the time constantly. Um, and that class found it particularly amusing when I was going through that question with them, uh, particularly when I told them, that I'd, I'd marked it and prepared my little rant <laughs> the day before I found myself climbing upwards out of the passenger door of my car. Oh, wow. Um, so <laughs> they, they, yeah, it's sort of, uh, hopefully we'll stick that the correct answer in their mind. Although they were then begging me for extra marks. So, well, you've got to give us a mark now, sir, because <laughs> obviously that is a thing that can happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Wow. Yeah. Um, Cool. All right. Uh, William? Yeah, my story is about uh, the fact that since I've become a head of department, I've decided to fully wear a suit every day. I never used to always wear like uh, the jacket. I used to, I get quite hot when I'm teaching yeah, yeah. sometimes. I used to just prefer wearing a shirt. But I thought something to begin with, whilst it's been quite cold in, in March recently, I am wearing like a full suit every day and I've got a few new ties as well. Um, and I was wearing this one particular tie I've got that's this very colourful, like rainbow coloured tie. It's got loads of different colours on it. It's quite a quite loud sort of tie. Again, I'm sort of wearing it at the moment. Um, 
but obviously I've got a range of them. But I came into class the other day and one girl, I've only just met, obviously I've only been there two or three weeks. She just came straight up to me and went, sir, you always wear that tie every day. And I, I was thinking, <laughs> well, that's not really true, actually. I've got about 10 I sort of rotate, but maybe I've, I have selected this one a few too many times. But um, I was quite pleased with my response. I instantly said straight, straight back to her, well, so do you. <laughs> they always wear the same school uniform tie. She kind of gave me a, a withering look and sat down. And <laughs> at least I ended that. Amazing. Oh, fantastic. All right. Um, I'm aware Arthur has dinner reservation to get to, so let's, um, let's put some people in detention. Donald, do you think that's appropriate? Um, so, detention this week. Mine is uh, very much, I mean, around coronavirus, but mine is to uh, Matt Hancock, who this morning uh, released something to do with uh, like a government official thing on the updated response. Um, but he released it through the Telegraph, and there was initially, it's been taken down now, which is good, but there was initially a paywall associated to it. So he'd put out this statement, hadn't put it in any official things from what I could see, just put it through his column or a column on the Telegraph. And yeah, if you wanted to actually access that initially, you had to pay for it, which is yeah, absolutely really ridiculous given you know the situation we're in. Um, to kind of not consider that... Um, you know, as a as a kind of sensible thing, people are going to be looking for our health secretary to for advice and for what to do, and for him to put it behind a paywall was phenomenally um, short sighted. So, for me, he goes into tension uh, for that. Yeah, that's pretty outrageous, isn't it? It is. Um, right, go on, Arthur. Who are you throwing into tension before dinner? Well, I seem to go really over the top every time i put somebody in detention um <laughs> so i'm going to stick with that theme and uh it's math teachers okay <laughs> I'm putting math teachers into detention wonderful um, can't wait so this is because uh the other day i was doing a cover and uh it was a math cover yeah fine so i've got no problem with doing that um work was all prepared it was all wonderful actually everything was very well organized so again no problem with that but uh, it was a cover for a maths for science lesson. So because our separate sciences students take that as an option um, for GCSE, they get some extra timetabled hours. Oh, okay. Some of those go to their science lessons, but then they get a, a couple of extra lessons per fortnight, which are maths for science. Got it. So they're lessons with a maths teacher practicing the math skills um, for their science exams. So it's supposed to be kind of you know, context-specific, looking at graphs or, you know, practicing calculations in a particular way. Yeah. Um, all relevant to the, the skills they need for their science. So okay. I got to my maths cover, and uh, it was just the, the cover was just maths practice questions for a maths non, like, non-calculator exam. Oh. And I was like, what's going on here? Because <laughs> it was my own physics class that I was covering. Like, oh, yeah, we've got got a maths mock coming up so we've been preparing for it i was like are you kidding me is this what happens so i've just made the assumption that our maths department are sneakily just getting some extra lessons yeah uh, so therefore all of maths teachers are going into detention no that seems seems just, fair enough just to learn them i mean future. luckily luckily in terms of the detention hall it's quite a shortage subject for teachers so there won't be many 
in there nationally. No, I don't think exactly. So. Plenty of room. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, apologies for that. I'll I'll definitely write a reflective note in my detention um, about Thank you. how bad I've been and uh, how sort of undermining of all science departments I've been um, by doing that. <laughs> so yeah, no apologies, but I will I will very much take that detention. <laughs> so all maths teachers, Matt Hancock all and maths. William. I'm going to go even more broad than Arthur's one. <laughs> I'm going to put in the entire general public <laughs> of the UK. <laughs> um, more specifically, those ones that are panic buying. Okay. I'm putting in anyone uh, yeah. who's bought a massive loo roll this week, anyone who's bought piles of super noodles, anyone who's ransacking <gasps> our supermarkets across the country um, because it's just not needed right now and it's kind of causing more panic isn't it so yeah anyone who's reacted to the current situation in a over-the-top way seems fair enough yeah i imagine my morning. favorite thing about it <laughs> the best thing about all this panic buying is that people have completely missed that you can be as clean as you like but if everyone else is germs it's gonna do you no good so, so i've got all the soap i'm the cleanest man alive so every, everyone else is just a walking germ thing. it's great yeah especially with not enough loo roll to go around that's not ideal <laughs> um well well i hope i hope for the sake of the detention hall there is some crossover of maths teachers panic buying things um but i hope that we're not all doing both uh undermining science departments and doing that um, right, Arthur, we might um, bid you farewell just before the challenge part, um, as I know you uh, have. I've got time for the challenge, that's okay. Okay, cool. All right, in that case. Challenge. I mean, that one should have been Simon singing along because it was him on the original recording, so I'm not apologising <laughs> Yeah, I know for that. the jingle for that one, so okay. I could hear it even though I couldn't hear it. <laughs> um, so my challenge last week uh, was set by Alice and I had to get um, kids in my form to do like some sort of dance celebrating things celebrating success now um, I, I did sort I bent the rules a little bit uh, so we do a, a quiz each week uh, on a Friday um, I've talked about it before someone uh, a guy called Simon Conway uploads it to the TES every week is amazing um, and because this Friday just gone it was sport relief at the end um, as we've marked them I was like right just because it's sport relief, we're going to celebrate sport. You've all got to think uh, in your teams of doing like a little celebration and whoever's, it happened to be the like 10th one in our little sequence. So we had an overall winner. I was like, well, whichever team's won over these 10 weeks, uh, everyone's going to perform their little celebration. Um, and so each team, other than one, one team didn't think of one, uh, but every other team came up with a little celebration, which I then did as well. Uh, and then the winning team, I tried to get everyone to perform theirs limited enthusiasm um but i at least did something and i'll try and remember that in you know each week on the on the quiz to do little their little celebration um so i've done something it wasn't quite what alice um alice was after but i at least did perform various celebrations in front of my tutor group and they all did something around that, other than one team of uh, one team of five who either couldn't think of one or didn't want to because they were too cool for it um so yeah anyway there's my there's my review from what was, last time. what was the craziest dance nice. celebration you had to do um so one of them was difficult because their team celebration was they all there were four of them and they all did a central high five um so that was <laughs> a bit that by yourself yeah it was a bit weird for me to do <laughs> um <laughs> really cool the winning one the winning one i quite liked was they i'm not quite sure why but they put two two hands together to create they went from a, an eight 
so two circles together, turned it into an infinity by oh. turning it on its side, and then did like goggles, and then went, yay! Um, so it's I like can imagine eight, like uh, Jesse eight. Lingard doing that. Yeah. <laughs> eight, infinity, goggles, yay! So that was quite fun. Um, the other ones were just kind of, one of them, uh, the group of boys at the back just did like a cool sort of look over your shoulder, like, oh uh, yeah, um, that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, so uh, the the winning the the team that happened to win over the ten weeks was the most exciting celebration as well, um, and it was a bit mathsy as well, which is cool. Um, <laughs> so yeah, hopefully they'll all remember their celebrations for weeks to come when we can celebrate some success. Very good. Um, so, uh, William, I can see you've written something down next to uh, challenge. Yeah, I I forgot I had to prepare a challenge. So this is a quite a last minute one, but I think it will work. I don't think it's too similar to anything you've done before. So last time you were on here, you made me make up a holiday. That's and right. I had to try and convince kids of that. <laughs> that was quite fun. Uh, this time you have a week or until the next recording to try and get five band names mentioned to your lessons, but in normal in normal conversation without any kids like commenting or questioning it. Okay. And the more obscure, the better. You have to tell us which ones you went for. Okay, and um, so if a kid notices, that one doesn't count towards my five. I almost think if anyone calls you out on it, then you've lost the challenge. Oh, oh wow, okay. So you've got to try and get at least five. And again, the more sort of exotic sounding, the more bizarre, but in context, you somehow worked away wow. into your lesson without a kid going, okay. so why, why are you suddenly mentioning ABBA <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of a lesson? Okay. Um, and try to let us know. All right. Is it a competition will... amongst, between you and anyone, or just can you do this? No, I think it's just a case of okay. making my life more interesting. Um, <laughs> that tends to be... I'll happily take up that challenge if you want a rival for yeah, there we go. doing right. it. Thanks, Arthur. And then maybe someone can judge which ones are the most outrageous you've got away with. Cool. I will um, I'll give that a go. Good luck. Um, awesome. Thank you very much. Um, right. So we'll say, we'll say quick farewells. Um, Thanks, Simon, for recording and editing, as ever. Um, I don't think I've ever thanked you before. So three or four series in. Here we good are. work. Very polite. Oh, very yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Um, thank you. Thank you, Arthur, for guest hosting. This won't be the last time you guest host. Um, we'll get you back soon and hope your, hope your recovery from your car accident continues. Um, Surely recovered. And obviously, a time. Yeah, yeah. And thanks to thanks, William, for being a wonderful guest. And I may well get you to guest host soon. So Absolutely. I'll this, be back. This won't be the last we hear from you. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. If you are listening. No, if you are. Yeah, if you've heard this, you're listening. Um, thanks, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Hit, hit the outro music. This is No Room for the O's. <laughs>